Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OK Ringo. My name is Edward Bell. And I'm Harrison Garcia. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we got no wacky antics, just a regular old pod. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to open where one of us is playing some stupid character or whatever. So this is something I have been thinking about for a while. Would you rather have Dane Cook's career, where you peak very early... And then you still, you and know, then my brother steals all my money. And then your brother steals all your money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But then you, you, you know, you could still do small theaters and like clubs and stuff yeah. for the the rest of your career. Yes. Or would you rather have Burt Kreischer's career because they're both the same age? Burt Kreischer's career, where you fucking hacked it out in B rooms for most of your life, and then got to the arenas. So this is essentially the comedy version of Would You Rather Burn Out or Fade Away. Well, I don't think. Well, <laughs> I don't think. To be fair, I don't think Dane Cook. Like, I don't think Dane Cook faded away. I no, I mean he still does theaters and he's, he's still, still hilarious and yeah. you know does very well. But it's it's just he peaked at a different time. Yeah, I think you're right. I um um a uh, number two. You'd rather be Burt Kreischer. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, isn't that what we're doing right now? I mean, <laughs> isn't that what we're fucking? That's doing? what we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's we're all hoping for. to be. Yeah. Well, because I guess do you know and, and you know and, and if not, it's fine. But like, how long was Dane Cook doing stand up before he like hit? Like a decade. Yeah. Still. Wait, yeah. Wait, I mean, which but I he think just is, started super young. Which I think is still pretty standard. Because like, okay, so here's um, here's the other scenario. Would you? want to get like YouTube famous. Like I'm thinking of like a like a like a Bo Burnham, right? Where like he was Bo, sixteen. Yeah. Right. And he was just uploading videos online the way that like I did stupid little videos totally. you know and like nobody saw them because I was bad. And I'm still bad. You know what I mean? Sure. Like still not like at a point where someone's Yeah, we're gonna, not Bo Burnham. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's <laughs> Bo Burnham, right? I mean that dude is both like he's what, thirty? Literally the whole thing's about turning thirty. Yeah. And he's already made four specials and, like, is a director and, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, would you – I and I guess, like, there is no indication that he's going to burn out anytime soon. But, like, there's certainly plenty of people. Like, Jim Carrey's a good example who had, like, an amazing run for, like, 20 years. Yeah. And now it's, like, yeah. <sighs> hardly Ugh. does much of anything. And when he does it, he's clearly just doing it for the money. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the same question. But, yeah, would you rather – I guess what what's the best time to peak <laughs> is the is the question. I think it's a little different from everyone, man. Because I think like I I like I like your Kreischer example because they're the exact same age. Dane Cook and Burt Kreischer are ex exactly the same age, really? peaking at different times. Wow, man, you it, can tell. Well, so d doesn't Dane Cook not drink? He doesn't drink at yeah, all. Yeah, you put the two of those guys together. <laughs> <and it's laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, Dane Cook still has abs, you know. <laughs> I don't. Has Kreischer ever had abs? Even when he used to wear a shirt on stage? Uh, no, he didn't have them then. But there's some pictures of him playing baseball in college yeah. where he was very in shape. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude, baseball in college in shape, sure, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's just, that is that is really interesting because like, um, you have to peak at some time. Everyone's got to peak sometimes. So, I mean, like, if we're being honest, like, Dane Cook, in a lot of ways, was, you know, he sort of gets credit as, like, one of the first guys who used MySpace, right? Who really For used sure. the internet yeah. 
to his advantage. Which is funny because actually Burt Kreischer is now one of the best people using like Instagram. Totally right. But it took him. It's not like Kreischer was out on MySpace. It right. took him a while to get the podcast to come around to that whole idea. You know, and, and I doubt he was anyone that was like shitting on it. But it seemed like Dane Cook was one of the first guys to be like, oh, no, like this is how I'm yeah, leveling this is the up. the future. And then did it like to the probably one of the best degrees best. anyone's seen it done. Yeah, absolutely. As far as just building a following online. Right, until like fucking maybe like Trevor Wallace or something, you know. Yeah, was there, I mean, I, we may have addressed this before, was there a reason that Dane Cook, like was it just that he started acting and like wasn't that great at it or what? Yeah, I think it's because he tried to be a movie star and yeah. he was an okay actor. Yeah, I mean he wasn't great. He could have been like in any ensemble comedy, but they always right. put him as the leading yeah. man. Yeah, and know. it just didn't work. It what didn't was work. the uh, Brooks, Mr. Brooks, or something? It was like really, it was not. It was like a serious movie. And it was bad. I don't. I don't think. I, I think I remember that, that being the one where I was like, yeah, no. But he does the voice of the the Planes version of that Cars movie. I don't know if it's called uh, Planes, but he does one of those voices. So he probably made killing of money off of that. On that, you know. Oh, dude, yeah, he's probably set. That probably that, that pro- probably paid that back alone is most of the brother stolen money. <laughs> well, I heard him tell a story about when his brother stole all of his money. He said he was going to make it back in one year, yeah. and that's when he did the arena tours. Because what he would do is he would like look up like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and be yeah. like, "All right, the cheapest day to go is a Monday. I'm going to sell out a Monday." Yeah, and then and did. then he fucking did. Yeah, that's really smart, man. That's yeah. really smart. I mean, you can you know. A lot, a lot of people can say a lot of things about Dan Cook, but dude, dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, dude knows what he's doing. You know, it's very funny. Uh, before, like when you start comedy, everyone shits on Dan Cook, but the more I've yes. done it, yes, more people, uh, just in you know those quiet after hours of, uh, after a show, they're yeah. like, you know, Dan Cook. Yeah, he's very legit. He's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar thing. This is this is a weird comparison to make, and I don't think I'd ever do it uh, if it hadn't just happened. But I've seen a lot of stuff come out about the Rolling Stones. And like where people are like, oh, oh no, like, yeah. like, like Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones was like legit in ways that you don't even understand. Sure. Like I saw this thing that Questlove gave an interview to Rolling Stone who was like, no, you guys don't get it. Like this guy was like the real deal. And like you can say whatever you want about how simple he played, but the simplicity was the genius. Right. Uh, and I think Dan Cook's a similar thing where like it's like, oh, whatever, he's hacky. Or I hear I, I hear so people say the same thing he's about. He's definitely not hacky. Yeah, I agree. But I've heard people say a very similar things about like Berbiglia and and uh, 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 Gaffigan and Brian Regan, and I think it's one of those things where, like if you do stand up, you realize how difficult it is to do what Brian Regan does. Oh yeah, it's so fucking hard. It's so hard. So to be not only clean, to be not only clean but entirely positive and also funny. Yeah. Because there's so many people who are just all light and happiness, and there's no punchlines. Right, and that dude has such hard punchlines, such over-the-top act-outs that you kind of can't not like it if you know how hard it is that he what he's pulling. Oh yeah, he's undeniable. Yeah, I think the thing that people don't remember about Dane is that he created a genre of of stand-up comedy. Like without Dane, there's no like Sebastian. There's no interesting Chris D'Elia, even though you know we don't like him anymore or whatever. But uh, well, you know, rightfully you know that, so. No, no, rightfully it's so. It's not. It's not like that one was unfair. No, but I'm just I'm just talking about that very specific like loud physical yes. comedy. Like he yes. created a genre. It's he like did. it's right. like if you created like death metal or something. Like it's it's significant, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who created death metal? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. There is a band called Death, but I don't think they did it. No, no, they definitely did. They were like sort of a classic rock band. That's actually. Have you seen that movie, A Band Called Death? Uh, I have not. It's. Uh, this is a very me comment to make, but wa- watch that movie on Netflix, dude. It's really good. 
It's really, okay. Clive Davis wanted to sign them in the 70s, but he's like, you got to change your name. He goes, I'm not signing a band called Death. And it's they were like, perfect name. And they were out of me like, no, absolutely not. It's great. <laughs> if you got to that first. Well, and especially that the guy explains his whole philosophy behind it. Like, and it's, dude, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, that band rules. Um, that band is awesome. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think too many people can really say like I have this subgenre. Like this was me. Right, and like, you can I was pinpoint the first it to Dane. Yeah, you, totally. Would you remember? And we may have talked about this. And, you know, at this point, I feel like I'm saying this a lot because we have talked about so many things. But uh, I, I remember the thing that really got me hardcore into stand up when I was in high school was the Comedy Central's half hours. Absolutely. And the Dane one where he's Armful got swallowed. No, well, or, that was the out. That was the out. That I'm was specifically hour. talking about the first Comedy Central half hour that was filmed in the same theater as a lot of the. Like, they literally clearly did it all on the same. Right, week. where he comes out with the tank top. Comes out in the black tank top. <laughs> yeah. By a round of applause, how do you feel? And, like, has the drum set, you know, and I think that's the. Like, on stage, even though he doesn't talk about music at all. But that was just the vibe. And he's got, like, spiked hair yep. and the black tank top. And he. I, I think, was it him, or it might have been Daniel Tosh in that same uh, half hours, where he's like, all right, let's just get warmed up with, like, the little arm circles from Jim. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those guys. Um, but I remember, like, being like, yeah, this guy, like, rules, and he's, like, crazy over the top. Yeah. You know, and then and then I think Harmful, uh, if Swallow was, pro- I, I don't know this for sure, but I think it was a lot of the same material. Or, like, similar. Yeah, I think it overlapped. This similar kind of era, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because I think Harmful of Swallow, he actually sold out of the trunk of his his car or whatever is the story. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. Just going around. Like he recorded it at when he was the king of the Laugh Factory. Isn't he still kind of killing it there? Uh, I mean, I pr- I'm probably. There's probably yeah. a lot of guys who can kind of kill it there. Yeah, I think the Laugh Factory is always like the younger crowd is what it they stereotype yeah. it as. Well, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, what like what what would you want? Like, if you if you like you know could wish tomorrow. Right. If I just started to peaking. blow up. <laughs> um. I mean, I think it'd be easier to handle it if you were peaking like Burt Kreischer as a 50-year-old Because you're an adult. Man. Yeah, you're an adult. And you're like, you're oh, I have up. a family. I can't blow this. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think it'd be so easy to blow it if you were Dane Cook. Totally. It's, it's amazing that he didn't blow it. You well, know? so here's an interesting one that I think is along that line. Um, Eddie Murphy's career. Yeah, absolutely. He peaked at, like, 18. I mean, stand-up-wise. I mean, stand-up-wise, yeah. And then as a movie star, he peaked at, like, Kind of around the age we are now. Yeah, like thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then was basically dog shit awful for ten years, and then really, I mean, before, you know, he had been in a movie or two. He was in that movie like in the two thousands where he like got nominated for an Oscar, sure. but other than that, like prior to like a year or two ago when he started doing movies again, he really hadn't done anything for about two decades. But. That's a really easy thing to do when you are sitting on piles of money. Yeah, so much money. <laughs> you know All I mean? the money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that that's another good point. Though I heard Eddie's coming back to do a Netflix special. I mean, they've been saying that for three years. Well, they were saying that for a year or two before the pandemic. Right, but apparently he's inked the deal or whatever is what well, they're saying. But we'll I mean, see. he could still be ten years before he actually does it. Yeah, or well, because the thing is, is like, how is he going to work out material, man? Oh, he can't. That's what I'm saying. He can't go to the comedy if store. If he announces he's doing anything, no, he can never out. announce it. But and the thing is, is even if it's like. All right, everyone. Special announced guest Eddie Murphy. What's he gonna? He can't do a hot fifteen. No. You gotta give him an hour. Yeah, absolutely. No, he has to drop in 
just wherever. He's yeah. got to do the Canaan thing where you drive to New Mexico <laughs> and, and drop it in Albuquerque, you know, <laughs> like where no one's expecting you. Yeah. No, that's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it. I love guys that do that, man. I think that's great. Well, yeah, because you could tell those guys still just love the craft. They want to prove it to strangers. They don't yeah. want their audience. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I mean, I've heard, and, but it's funny because then there's guys who are sort of the opposite of that. Like Stan Hope has like very clearly gone on the record of like, I'm not just doing shows everywhere. Right. Because I only want to talk to my crowd because they understand where I'm coming from. And I get that. For a guy like him, you, you've earned that, man. You've earned that. And he's very specific. He's got... You right. Know, I mean, if, if there's ever a death metal of comedy, I think no, it's, it's Stanhope. It's yeah. absolutely Doug Stanhope. No, for sure. Yeah, that is not for everybody. That is not for people who like comedy. Yeah, that's a different thing. No, entirely. it's a totally different thing. I once heard an uh, interview with Tom Segura where he said, "You're never going to be funnier than when you're a, a feature act who's been doing it for a few years, oh, because wow. you are still proving it to strangers every night." I love that, man. I love that. Because after that, you find your audience, and they have the same tendencies as you. Sure. And maybe, you know, like you connect with them on a deeper level, but to do it for strangers every night, do a half hour or whatever, is, is a very different thing. Yeah, man. No, I think that's absolutely true. Well, I think, I think especially, I think when you become a headliner, it does become a different game. Yeah, Like absolutely. there's a different calculus that you're working on um, because – you know, it's your crowd. They've come to see you, and if they get upset, they're going to be upset with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're expecting things from you. Also, yeah. I feel like it's – I don't know if you can take a, the same kind of risk you can take if you're, like, just a nobody, you know? If you started doing impressions tomorrow, no one would care, you know? Like, But if you are Daniel Tosh and you're like, you know what? I want to start doing impressions or whatever, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, but they'd go with it. Maybe. Yeah, but it's not like I have a crowd now. No, that's There's like the that's six people who listen to my podcast, and my mom doesn't count. Uh, okay, I was gonna say there are seven listeners every week. <laughs> Thank you very much. And right, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm removing my mom. It's six, and then my mom. Right. No, I, hey, I mom. feel it. My dad would listen if he knew how to download a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll show him this my, weekend. My mom has my little sister to show her how to use <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, or Spotify or whatever it is. Yeah. Is that's good. Is there an ideal age for peaking? No. No. No, I think it's well, it's different for everyone, and the example for that is Mark Maron. Yeah, that he's the be- he peaked so much later than he wanted to. Well, of course, yeah. right? And like half of his vibe was I peaked way later. But man, what a peak! Yeah, what I mean, because a like peak. because of the po- I don't know, it's hard to say chicken and the egg. Obviously, he blew up because of the podcast, but at the same time, his uh, work ethic and his material rose to the occasion. I right. mean, dude, that last special that dropped early in the pandemic, the end times fun one. That's like, that's like one of the better ones I've seen in a really long time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so so like, I think he's a perfect example of like, man, I'll Eddie Pepitone's another one. Sure. I do feel like Eddie Pepitone though is only, I don't, I don't know if he's like a household name, like, no, like he's a Bert no, Kreischer no, or a Mark Maron. No, you know? well, let's be honest though, man. Burt Kreischer and Mark Maron are household names to us and our friends. Well, like, my dad would know Burt Kreischer. He would not know Mark Maron. Mark Maron's household to NPR crowds. Well, see, that, it's interesting. My dad does not know who Burt Kreischer is. I'm certain of that. Right. He only knows who Mark Maron is because I've sent him podcasts. Okay. With, like, hey, uh, uh, Borat's on this podcast. You should listen to it. You know, like, gotcha. That's it. Yeah, like, that's the only reason he Rednecks is. in the Midwest fucking know who Burt Kreischer is because sure. he goes there. Well, that those are his people. Yeah, yeah he goes Those are his still. people. My yeah. dad knows Jerry Seinfeld because okay, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, like, my dad is Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> <laughs> you know, like dudes from the Northeast, dudes from the Midwest, obviously know Jerry Seinfeld from the 90s, but they know Brad Kreischer because that's that's who he talks to. That Yeah, that's his thing for sure. 
Um, no, man, it's 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 a fascinating question, and I, the thing about it, I think that ultimately makes it moot. Now that we've talked about it for going on twenty minutes, is do you really think you can choose? Like, if we could choose, I'd peak tomorrow. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, I don't think you can choose, but it, it's something interesting to think about. It. I don't know. It, it's Obviously, we'd all want to peak as early as possible, but would you really? Because then you only have disappointment after that. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it's true. Cause, I mean, so think about it. If you were to peak tomorrow and you were to all of a sudden, you know, miraculously one of your sketches with Derek or whoever or one of the episodes of this podcast all of a sudden amazingly blows up, if you and I go on the road tomorrow, between the two of us, we can do an hour. Well, we can't know. each. You, we can do an hour fifteen. Ah, <laughs> all right. So in Kansas, I did forty-five, yeah, I did and 30. you did thirty. And now I can do up to thirty-four. Yeah, and I, if I really <laughs> pushed it and I riffed my balls off, I could probably do an hour. But it's not a good hour. Yeah. And maybe that's my point. Is if no, I was going to sure. start doing theaters tomorrow, no, the pressure changes. I would have to buy material off of my friends. Yeah. No, the pressure does change. You are yeah. right. When you like, I would literally go to Finale and be like, "Hey, man." You got 10 minutes. I'm going to buy off you because I know you're not using it. Right. <laughs> like, no, that's a good point. The pressure does change because it went from just you with the dude with the microphone. They're like, now you're paying a light guy. Now you yeah. have like a road manager. Well, and now there's a thousand people staring at yeah. you. And if like that bit that you really want to try tonight doesn't land, they're upset. And yeah, I got stuff that I can pull it off with. But like, it's not the same. No, it's for sure. It's definitely not the same. No, I mean, it makes... Obviously, you peak when you're ready to peak or whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just something to think about because everyone always wants to peak as, certain, as soon as possible, but maybe it, you're better yeah. off being a Marin. You know, maybe you're better, better think, off doing I it think a lot of people, years later. But I think a lot of people are better being a Marin because have you seen Marin's early stuff? It's rough. It's yeah. not good, dude. He, he's very angry. Yeah, dude. Like, there's that half hour on HBO from the 90s. Which that one's actually even one of his better. That's one of the better material. ones. That's one of the better ones. Yeah. But he's still sweaty and me, like, just angry and, like, clearly just, like, whatever, you know, and, like, it's not good, man. It's like the the quality of what he was doing then does not match it. But there's other people, you know, like uh, I don't know. We talked about Bo Burnham or like a, like Pete Davidson's a good example. That dude was 20 and he right. got on SNL because he was he's ready for it. He was murdering crowds yeah. all over the country oh, at 20, awesome. yeah. just talking about weed and like. I, so I've heard. Uh, I have heard. It was someone who had worked with Pete Davidson like really early on, right when he got SNL at the improv in Denver who told me that and maybe you told me this through somebody else but they basically said that like he was headlining at like 20 to like the improv which is a very suburban very like much older crowd absolutely and he was doing what you'd expect Pete Davidson to do like just talking about weed and jerking off and yeah. like, all that kind of stuff and apparently was killing with it where if great. I'm doing the improv, I'm not going to do that material because I know that the material I have about that's not going to hit for the suburb crowd. Yeah, no, you're rolling and around as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rolling around as a cat. It's 100%. <laughs> yeah. I have not done that bit in so long. <laughs> but you'd and be I'm doing s- it at the improv. I'm so glad that I'm not. <laughs> if you're up at the improv tonight, dude, you'd be rolling around as a cat. Dude, anyone that's listening that comes to see a show, if you see me do a bit where I'm rolling around as a cat, something's <laughs> gone wrong. Like, that <laughs> show is not a good show. Okay, what you're watching <laughs> is not me having fun. Fun. Even though I want to make it seem that way, I'm only doing that because nothing else is hit, and I'm trying to see it. 
That's great. That's so perfect. <laughs> because I literally only do that bit when I got nothing left. I've seen your 45. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't think I did that bit. In case. I don't think I had You to. did. Yeah, you did. You did, did all the bits. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I did. You were running around. I had to, man. I, don't yeah. I had to fill 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have it. I did 30 minutes to the second. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I watched <laughs> you do it. I watched you. Yeah. No, I actually, I distinctly remember that because I was, I, I, because I was trying to fill that time, <laughs> I remember toward the end, you're like, Man, you threw some jokes in at the end that were way off of the rest of it. <laughs> I was like, it's just because I had to fill the no, jokes. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's right. I had forgotten about that, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, well, yeah, man. So I think I think to uh, to wrap it up a bit, since we're going to do this, is one big long segment this episode. I think that everyone peaks exactly when they're supposed to. And uh, if if I had my choice, of course, I would rather be doing what we're doing right now professionally with thousands and millions of people listening to it, but that is not my choice, and I don't think it's yours either. No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so depressed. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to keep at it, man. I mean, what, you know, because like... Yeah, we, we that's, go from that's, seven to right. eight to that's nine. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. A year from now, you know... We might be at ten. We might be at ten. Yeah. And then, you know, we just got to do... Something. We'll we'll land some big guest. I don't know. If uh if President Obama's listening, come on our podcast. <laughs> all right. I hear you smoke weed and drink beer and stuff. You'll 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 fit right in here in Colorado. Yeah. All right. Well you can hit the sound cue. Burnout, fade away. <laughs> oh, you mean uh you mean this one? How about this one? Ooh. No, the one that we really need to hear is this one. Thank you, Ringo. That was wonderful. Well I think Gringo's done an excellent job. We made it to the end of another episode. Uh, that was a different one, but that was a good time. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we do have live shows uh, and other things coming up. You can check that out at okringocomedy.com for all the upcoming shows. You can also find us on social media. I'm everywhere at Not Made for TV. And you can find me across platform at Harrison Graham Sia. I'll also plug if you guys want to read about all the best uh, food and drink and events to do in Denver, me and Whitney have an influencer page that we call Cofax and Co. Cofax and Co. So check that out. And uh, thanks for hanging with us, everyone. We will see you next week. We love you.